Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson. We are back for another podcast. I am all in iHeartRadio 111 Productions. And Riley, take it away. Episode 17, Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Give us your synopsis. That's right. An air date, April 16th, 2002. Luke's Uncle Louie passed away and Lorelai helps out, helps out at the diner. Emily gets too involved in Sookie's wedding planning and Taylor gets worked up over a farmer's market opening in the town square. What an episode. Good Lord. I am going to have to, right off the bat, recuse myself <gasps> from opining from the Luke stuff. Really? Why? Because I was nauseous watching it because I can't watch myself. Really? So you found this particularly hard to watch? For for when I was on screen most of the time, yes. I 
thought it was the best part of the whole episode. I w- okay, so that's why I'm recusing myself. You guys do, you know, I'm going to I'm going to opine on everything else. I'm not going to interject on Luke. Okay? That's fine. And I'm actually, I want to question you. I want to pepper y'all with questions about the dynamic between Luke and Lorelai because, you know, I I perceive it one way and maybe you're perceiving it another way. And I know the audience is responding in a favorable way. But to was, me, it was just, I just, I just cringe when I, when I act. I just, it's like, oh, I'm like yeah. stunned right now because well, to me, well. it was some of your best work. <clears throat> and I don't know. I saw them falling in love even more. I just, listen, for me, this was uh, just more proof of, of the glory of Lauren Graham. Okay. I mean, what a delightful presence on screen. And let me tell you something. Another thought popped into my little head when I was watching this episode. You could inject Lauren Graham into just about any 1960s or 1970s series and she would have she could have been in bewitched she could have been the lead in bewitched she she rivals elizabeth montgomery energy and 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 lightness and skill and 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 you know she wasn't her comedy in this episode was more subtle than everything because she was so busy doing stuff but it was so nuanced and so great but the diner stuff though but she was being such a great friend Mm-hmm. And she was being so charming and she was so easy to watch. And it was just, oh my goodness. I'm just very surprised that you're having a hard time watching yourself. And if you may indulge Look, I don't me, want to talk about that crap. Just for I already one talked second. about it. Just I don't want to talk second. about it. Wait, one question. Ahead. All right. Did this episode bother you in quotes more than others? No. Harder to watch yourself in this? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was just too much Luke for me. It was like, it's enough. What a, you know, the guy died and the whole thing. And Fine, and we'll talk about you like you're not here because I, I was, loved every second no, of you know, it. Not like I'm not here. I'm here, okay? <laughs> I will remind you of that fact. I am here. I loved the Luke stuff. But it's I just like, I was, I, was, I was so relieved to see him smile at the end. It was like, finally, a smile. I, it's, it's just, I don't know. Go ahead. Do your thing. I Look, I love- great episode by the way. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Okay? okay. Despite how I feel about watching myself. Um, but I just thought the writing was snappy and funny and great. And I loved all the Suki stuff and the, and you know, and Lauren just killed this episode. She, she just killed this episode, man. What a talent. Danielle Riley. I mean, give us some Luke talk. Unpopular opinion was not my favorite episode. <gasps> yeah. I'm sorry guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I texted Amy and I was like, oh, this Gilmore Girls episode isn't my favorite. And then like five minutes later with like the last 15 minutes of the episode, I was like, okay, it's good. It's good. It's good. But the first half, I was just kind of like, do, 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 do. I don't know. Is it because, because, you know, Gilmore doesn't really deal with death. You don't see You're that. So sh- right. You don't. Yeah. It maybe maybe a cinnamon's wake, and it's a funny thing, and oh, poor cat. <laughs> right. Everybody's that. But it's like he's. De- we're dealing with death here in a, in a real way. And You're it, so right. That show doesn't it- do that. It turned around for me when Emily right. was um, was in the diner with Lorelai, and she was just like, "This is your this is your goat, your dude," you know. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm ready, I'm back." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a phenomenal town meeting. Right. Phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Short and sweet. I remember we didn't have to be there all day. I guess here's what I'm gonna say. What? 
first of all, I agree with you completely about Lauren. Mm. I am such a Lorelai lover. Like I just love everything about her. And to me, Lorelai and Lauren are the same person, Mm -hmm. but I am a huge fan of Luke. I find him to be so, so much fun to watch. And I, and I use the word fun loosely because it's like, he's clever. He's sexy. He's funny. He's grouchy. He's just, I love that guy. Hmm. I love Luke Dane. So to me, because this was a predominantly Luke episode, maybe that's why I, I liked it from start to finish. I agree. The second half was better than the first half, but the first half to me was also awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just think there's a, I don't know. Let's, uh, the way I want to discuss this is let's take it, you know, couples at a time because it's sure. Suki Jackson, it's uh, Lorelai Luke, it's uh, Rory Jess, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's Lauren. I'm sorry. It's, it's, God, what is her? Lorelai and Emily. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean? you're right, though. They are a couple. All those you're dynamics, right? right? And I, mm-hmm. and I thought they, I thought when the, when they played on the lightness, of the comedy was lighter here. It wasn't so laden. It wasn't so heavy. It wasn't so my mother's getting on my nerves so much. I mean, the first scene started out that way, but it was light and kind of funny and she's leaving the messages and all that kind of stuff. The overbearing grating mother. Sure. And her, and her responses to it were funny and fabulous and all that stuff until she went up the stairs and said that comment about her ears. But throughout it, it was like, it was Lorelai kind of skipping away and, you know, they were showing the creators were showing that she has this protective armor of this town. She's busy with her real world life, the life that she wanted, the life that she fought for. She ran away from, from Hartford and all of that stuffiness and all of that privilege and money to come here. And this is what you're seeing here. People at their best because Luke, you know, a townsperson has Mm -hmm. had a loss and they're all going to rally. And boy, did she rally for Luke. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just, fell so more and more in love with her character. Mm -hmm. Like what an outstanding episode for Lorelai. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think she she could murder people from here on out. I'd still love her. (laughs) She is a good friend. What a friend. I mean, what a friend. She's a friend to Suki. She's a friend to you. Yes. And she's also willing to stand up to her mom to help out Jackson and Suki. Like Uh, she's a loyal friend. Like mom, you don't understand what real life is all about and what loving other people is about and opening your heart to an entire community of people is about where their status is not involved. Money is not involved. It's real feelings. It's real values. You know, it's like treating people well, no matter what station of life they're from. And you are the opposite of that. I mean, she walks in the diner with her, you know, her her designer clothes on and her Mm -hmm. attitude and, and, Boy, what a great. She's always well-intentioned. I mm-hmm. think her wanting to help Suki did come from a good place, although she was living vicariously through Suki of what she wanted for Lorelai. She just is like, doesn't get reality and how rich she is mm-hmm. and how right. regular these guys are. Right. That, that was the big disconnect. And it was kind of shocking that Lorelai had to explain that to her. It was really shocking. It's like, do you understand the money that, I mean, what do you think that wedding would have cost, by the way? Quarter of a million. Easily. Mm-hmm. Easily. With and the-, the wedding they probably can afford is $10,000. <laughs> and that's a lot of money. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I, I was watching HGTV last night and it was this show where they plan their wedding and buy a house at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the wedding for $10,000, maybe 15, you can have a really beautiful wedding. Right. I mean, right. not a lot of alcohol, but yeah. <laughs> not a lot of booze, but yeah. <laughs> You know, B-Y-O-B. Um, But yeah, uh, anyway, I just, that was very, uh, that really stuck out for me is how out of touch she is with the real world. I mean, my God. What was your take on why she was getting so invested in Suki's wedding? Well, I think, I think Lorelai explained it best. At the end, you weren't planning her wedding, you were planning my wedding. And which just shows you how unconscious Emily is or how deeply ingrained her, her trauma is uh, as the breakup with her, her own daughter and losing her own daughter. And she's still in, in, in deep down, she's trying to win her back somehow. And this is how she's doing it. She wants to do, but she's it's also for selfish reasons. She's doing it for herself as well. She needs to do this thing. Yeah, Emily is just, she's so, uh, I don't know. She's just so chained down with all of her issues and all of her yeah. traditions and all of her money and all. I mean, it's just weighing. You could really feel the weight of all that in this episode where it was like, man, how do you get through to this woman? You it's know like, what came to my it? mind when you said that? I had a total aha moment. Hmm. She's also bored. Emily right. is bored and just jonesing for something to do with her skill set, which is like she's got skills considering the skills. DAR launch yeah. and this extravagant wedding, but she's bored. So she just gloms onto it immediately. Right. And this was the first time I, re- and there've been other times, but this, it was really glaring in this episode. She's jealous of Lorelai's life. She's oh, jealous yeah. of the freedom she has. She's jealous of her friends. She's jealous of the variety of friends she has. Mm-hmm. She's jealous of all of that life. And I think she's question, you know, maybe Emily, I don't think Emily would ever question, you know, her own life and her choices. And, you know, she's the queen of Hartford and all that. But, you know, she, when she comes to her stars hollow, she's triggered because of what she's missing in her life. She sees Lorelai having in her life. Yeah, so that's she, a, such a good point. Right. She's jealous of how busy Lorelai is and yeah. how her Lorelai has a lot going on, not just like physically, she's got to do this. She's got to go here. She's got all these friends, but she's stimulated. Lorelai is planning this or taking care of that. Like she's got things she's thinking about and doing and planning a business and all these things. But I don't think Emily, you know, let me, let me, let me go, let me walk this back a little bit. I don't think for a minute that Emily looks at Lorelai, because I just said, oh, maybe she's a little jealous, but I don't think for a minute, let me correct this. I don't think for a minute that Emily looks at Lorelai and, and let me put it another way. I'm having trouble expressing this. No, it's all good. I think she still pities Lorelai. I think that she looks at Lorelai and says, you have no idea what you walked away from because I would never walk away from that. And no woman in their right mind would walk away from something like this because this is how life is supposed to be lived at this level. Mm-hmm. And I think every little success that Lorelai has, she minimizes, she puts it down. Um, she, she's co- very condescending about it because it's in this little town and these little goals and little, little stuff. And it's like, what happened to my daughter? How, right. I don't recognize my daughter. But if you're Emily and you're looking at Lorelai, your daughter, what are you seeing? You're seeing a tall, beautiful, intelligent, uh, motivated woman. 
who's doing a great job at her end. She's doing a great job, obviously, raising her kid. But you still feel sorry for her because she's in that town and she's not living the high life at the Swiss, Swiss chalet in the winter and then, you know, St. So Bart's in the summer. Accurate. Right? She's still looking down her nose at her. She'll always look down her nose. She'll never, would, un, she'll never understand her own daughter. Who would want a CD player and the risk that the person in charge of the CD player doesn't know when to turn it off or on mm-hmm. when you could have a string quartet? Mm-hmm. So it's like you make it, you're saying it so accurately mm-hmm. that she, why would you want this right. when you can have this? And right. she's just so befuddled by the fact that Lorelai chooses right. Stars Hollow. Right. And she can't, you know, she can't reconcile with the fact that she had anything to do with that. So she's got to say, my crazy daughter, my daughter's a little nuts, or there's something wrong with her. Because it can't be me. It can't be my fault. You know, it's not Richard and I. It's not how we raised her. She's an only child. We gave her everything. And she just can't let off the gas pedal of that, you know? It's just not going to happen. So well said. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. That's Whereas the tension. I, that's the tension between the two characters. It's wonderful. It's wonderfully totally. conceived. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because yeah. I understand. I mean, if I was told you can live here at the Gilmore's, right by Chilton, or you can live in Stars Hollow, there is something so appealing to me about Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. But to Emily, she's like totally shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever live in Stars Hollow when you can live here? <sighs> Lorelai has a soul. Mm-hmm. She's got real feelings and she's like, you know, she could probably couldn't believe. And again, we didn't see those scenes. Gilmore Girls is not, you know, it's not a prequel. If there, maybe there right. should be a prequel. I <laughs> totally. <laughs> I would love it. Right. But I mean, can you imagine how she viewed her parents? And especially her mother back in the day when she was getting, when she told her mother, I imagine those scenes, mom, I'm pregnant mm-hmm. or how Emily found out. My God, can you imagine that? And, um, I think she saw a side of her mother that made her just want to be a different person, maybe even change her name and drop the Gilmore. And like, you, you, you're a monster. How, what kind of human being are you to react this way? Emily's, and wanted nothing is, to do with it. Just Emily's just tough. And I don't tough, mean that yeah. in the complimentary way that I right. do when I say it about Lorelai. Right. I, it was glaring in the episode the week before when mm-hmm. Emily lost her noodle at the end and turned it all on Lorelai. So you can only imagine that growing up, that happened all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I think Lorelai learned how to be iconoclastic and rebellious because her mother was so rigid and she's really good at being a cool iconoclastic chick. I mean, she's really a hip, <laughs> cool girl, right? Yeah. I mean, she's got all those comebacks. She's got all that quick patter. She's got all that stuff. I mean, she's just such a great character. Now, what do you think about that this is the second time that mm-hmm. Emily fully knows that Luke and Lorelai are in love? Second time, and she said it again. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I don't know. I think it was the weakest part of the script. I think it was the weakest part because it was just so, I mean, you could either see it coming a mile away or it wasn't even necessary. Mm-hmm. It, it could have gone unsaid. And the fact that she got into it 
well, t- you know, don't you? Re- it's just like, okay, you know, we, we know that they're hitting us over the head with this again. Oh, I know you have to do it because you want to forward that narrative. And they'll, I just, listen, like I said, I'm going to be off on these uh, analyses of this storyline. So I'm going to recuse myself. Danielle, what did no, you think? I, yeah. I, I said it earlier. That was my favorite scene. Really? So it's, yeah, that uh, was my favorite scene. That's when it, the episode changed for me. Yeah, I I appreciate what you're saying in that it was hitting us over the head. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like, yeah, you go, girl, you tell them like and just that Emily always knew. So like when push comes to shove down the road and you are together, it's like, yeah, she knew Mm -hmm. a mother knows it was a little I know, but it was a little much for me. I mean, it was kind of. I just would rather have left it alone because Lorelai was acting. I mean, she was so energized and so happy to be in that position. And I was probably because it was a change of pace and it was a different kind of job she was doing. And she was having a lot of fun with the language and, yes. you know, float the boat and wreck them and all, you know, whatever, <laughs> put it on a pink stick and scramble Wait, them or whatever. Riley, <laughs> can you read Scott all the lingo? Okay. It was so amazing. I sure can. So we have an Adam and Eve on a raft and a wreck them. It's two scrambled eggs on toast. Burn one, then pass me a pink stick and throw some mud on it. It's a hamburger with strawberry ice cream with chocolate sauce. Hot blonde with sand is coffee with cream and sugar. Make sure it's foot out the door is to go. A wimpy with a rose pin on it is a turkey burger with onions. A herd of bulls shopping for China are customers. And then Lorelai goes on a piggy piggy with a green blanket uh, and then gives up. So it was a BLT with no man. Right, 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 right. I mean, just. I loved it. It's the little details of the show that just grab you. I mean, all that little stuff is so great. It's so great. I, yeah. Um, but I've never seen Lorelai so supportive and loving and happy mm-hmm. in that role and just so light on her feet and so graceful about the whole thing. And I just was and wowed at, by that performance. At the funeral, she had tears in her eyes. Yes, she's the and one And when that the reenactors yeah. showed up, she teared up. Yeah, man, she's feeling it. I mean, she's like, I right. get- and I, she doesn't know your uncle. She right. knows you. Right. So it's all about Luke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So why? Okay, so okay, I will get into this discussion. Let's let's get into this 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 analytical discussion as to what she sees in him. Why him? Why do you think she likes him so much? Or if she does, I'm not assuming that she does. I'm seeing that she kind of does, and he obviously is nuts about her. But do you think Let she Danielle feels the same and way? Answer. And why? Why? He's Let this, them answer. First, he's a loner, I'm- malcontent. He's grumpy. He's all this stuff. And, and so to, is that like, you know, for somebody like Lorelai, is that just, he just needs, he just needs a little love. He just needs some hugs and he needs, he needs a little attention. I'm holding my tongue till after they talk. All right, go ahead guys. Okay. Here's my perspective. He lets her be exactly who she is. Fantastic no statement. Nothing like Lorelai's Lorelai and Luke likes Lorelai and doesn't want to change anything. I, from a, a female perspective, mm-hmm. like I think that's why it's right. perfect. So he, you so know? so he, she goes with the flow, and is her hundred percent self, true self when she's with him. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and that's you can't be yourself around that many people. So Very I true. think there's there's something there. That's my take on it. Okay, Riley, what's I'm your still take? holding my tongue till the end? <laughs> 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 and I think that. He is the constant instability that she needs and wants. Like with Emily, she never knows what she's going to get. She knows she's back and forth. I think with Luke, she's like, I know his temperament. I know he's going to be there for me. I know that he, you know, is my friend and that he's, he's there. I think that's what she loves about him. She sees beyond the personality, the grumpiness, the, the, apparently the, the shut off, closed off person, emotionally disconnected. Amy's rolling her eyes. Guys, I agree with everything you're saying, but Mm -hmm. also... And Scott, I don't know if you need to plug your ears, but Luke Danes is a <laughs> sexy, haughty dude with the dreamy blue eyes <laughs> and the freaking awesomeness. Like, I, I'm i sorry. I love Luke. I love the look of Luke. Sorry, because I know you're Luke. But it's also like, I love his vibe. I love his walk. I love how he moves. I love his funny Quips, I love, he's just, that dude's a stud. Of course, the whole town has a crush on Luke. What are you talking about? You don't think Miss Patty also has a crush on Luke? Everybody's got a crush on Luke. She's the only one who can get him. So he's, so he's in some sense unattainable. Yeah, he's just right because he rarely dates, rarely settles down. But look, Luke is a stud. Rachel was no, she she was a knockout. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. Like, 
Luke gets chicks. I don't know how to say it. Like, look at Jess. Look at his his nephew. His 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 genetics. Like mm-hmm. these people are sexy studs. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think people agree with me. Like, Luke is dreamy. So he's so you think he's as unattainable as she is. Like his standards are as complicated and, and highfalutin as hers are. Yes, like if Brad Pitt was a diner owner, the whole town would be like, did you see the diner owner? Like it's like <sighs> he's the town cutie or hmm. like sexy. Right. I remember because I'm 48 now. So when I watched it, I was like 28, 30. <laughs> and I remember like crushing on Luke and just being like, I love this show. Because I, I admit it, I love Lorelai. I want to be Lorelai, everything about Lorelai. But I was like, I also watch because I'm like, I have a crush on Luke. Hmm. He's cool. All right. I accept that. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's not something that enters my mind, but it's interesting perspective. Um, I would have been at that diner all the time. Like, oh, yeah, there it was. You know, like a little girl. Like, oh, he's so cute. Amy would have been ordering the piggy piggy in a green blanket. <laughs> That's why do you think they go there every day? If it wasn't for Luke, they'd be an Al's Pancake World. <laughs> Amy wanted to be the piggy piggy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. But as a huge, like I am, a, I am a fan of this show. I love the writing. <clears throat> I love the stories. But part of it, I know, is because I had a crush on Luke. Hmm. Like, I, yeah, that I, dude's right. awesome. All right, let's talk about um, let's talk about Rory and oh, wait, Jess. Like, uh, let's talk about yeah, Rory and Jess's yeah, dynamic in this episode, which I found entertaining, mm-hmm. cute. It was thoroughly Gilmore'd, right? <laughs> but it, I didn't recognize him. Well, right, because she's being very uh, Type A or. Uh, she looked great she was great she was great she was fun and it's like get your butt in there and you know but it i don't know that i you know they it was it was humorous and entertaining and light and delightful and all that but what did it do to his character he likes that rory but wow i mean he was but look guys i mean all the stuff you just said about luke it has to apply to jess as well and you know, yeah. to the 10th power. Right. Correct. And he was, and they set him up to be this cool guy and mysterious and unreachable. And, you know, Rory working hard to maintain her relationship with the Dean and, and it's, that's not working. And we all know that, but man, to really like bring him, I thought they brought his character down too many notches too fast see, in one episode. Parallels between Luke and Lorelai and Rory and Jess, mm-hmm. that the only one who has any power in quotes Mm -hmm. over Jess is Rory. He doesn't care what anybody else says, but he's gonna, he's going downstairs when she said, come downstairs. And he does sort of what she asks. He's going to be nice to Lorelai because Rory asked him to. Right. He's afraid. He's afraid of her a little bit. He respects her and she's not respects. Perfect word. He respects her and he, and she is not afraid of him. She sees right through him. She, she knows exactly what he is. Another guy who has great potential, who is not as emotionally mature as I am. He may never be, 
but he's probably worth a shot. He's a project for her now, right? And she's just trying to up the timeline by just taking command and being the, you know, the drill sergeant, like get your butt over there and guilting him and everything and and move your ass and help him out. And what the hell's wrong with you? And I think it angered her because it's like, you're not the guy I'm going to fall in love with or stay in love with if this is what you are like. So freaking change. And I might be going too deep on this, but if she's got to help out at Luke's diner, well, she wants her crush, whether she's going to admit it or not. She wants her crush down there to help her out, too. It makes it that much more fun serving those plates. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. like, hey, you need to come down and help. Yeah. It's like, and- why, right. It's almost like, why don't you need me more? Why don't you show that you need me more? Why are you like, I mean, he's watching an episode of I Dream of Jeannie, which, by the way, Lauren Graham would have been great <laughs> in that say. role. Correct. Right? Yeah. I mean, Barbara Eden was perfection. But Lauren Graham could have played that role in the 1960s. I mean, she had the look. She's got the personality. She's got all that stuff, right? Yeah. Perfect, perfect actress. I can't wait to talk about Dosey. Yeah, but I mean, that's just, but I want to get into this Jess thing a little more because I just, I don't know. It was, for me, it was, ah, careful, careful with Jess. Mm. I mean, you don't want to make him too, um... You know, you don't want to beat him down too much because mm-hmm. he's going to lose all of that appeal that he had, all of that mystery. Uh, well, and how smart he is. But but as an audience, we're watching this kid, this Jess, struggle with his own demons, right? He's struggling with his own anger issues. He's struggling with his, his abandonment issues and all of that stuff. And it's very powerful. But now you've got somebody like Rory who he respects and is in love with, right? The whole power, the whole dynamic, really but, shifted yeah. it yeah, really you're shifted really right um that was unexpected i was not expecting that and I'll, i guess i'll have to see you know how it develops how it but yeah i thought it was a little much i wouldn't want it every episode I'll, I'll, i agree with you there that i don't want him to just be her bitc but that's but, how he came off in the I episode know, it was too one. many repetitive scenes of him of her like you know putting a leash on him and dragging him down the street and get in there you know, it was like three or four of those. And it was like, you, maybe you need one or two. There. Yeah. We've got your whole storyline with your uncle, which is major. Then we've got Emily and Suki. We've got that whole storyline. going. We've got Dosi and Troubadour number two dealing with their thing. So maybe the, the episode was just so filled that they really couldn't do much more with Rory and Jess, but they wanted to sort of keep that going. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there that maybe that's why they just sort of hit us over the head. In this episode, we see that Jess likes Rory. So he kind of does what she says. But, but even at the end, when she says, you know, you helped and you, uh, he goes, you know, some the crazy lady at the dance studio called me. So will you come downstairs and unlock the door? That's all I did. And I went back upstairs. That's all I did. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't my idea. And and Rory says, yeah, but but at least that's you doing something that you're part of the community. You're part of the community. I mean, it was it was just. It was, I liked that. I want to see him have an epiphany, if even if it's a small one, so that he takes a little bit of responsibility. I just want to see some growth, right? Sure. I feel like we we're getting that that he's allowing himself, whether it's with massive hesitation into her world a little bit. Even if it's just to answer the phone from the crazy lady and open the door, Mm. he's going to let himself Mm. into, into her world, which is this world. Right. Mm. 
I love that scene in the diner at the end. Interesting. With the- with the quote reception. Sorry, I keep saying quote. God, people are so annoying. I said quote. Is it quote annoying? Unquote? <laughs> Can we discuss something about the diner? What? Did anyone else realize what? mysteriously no more construction? <laughs> the roof was falling. No, there was out. a plastic thing still hanging oh. in the doorway from the diner to the apartment, to the office. But the actual yes. diner ceiling Dumb. was fixed. <laughs> But does this episode uh, uh, dovetail? Uh, I mean, yeah, is it like the next day falling. from the last episode. I mean, we don't is know it, the timeline, but yeah. I remodeled a garage and it took me a month and a half. So <sighs> you had a lot of good. Work. Listen, man, I'm still looking for you know Max Medina. Where the hell happened to him? <gasps> I know where Max Medina is. Oh, what do you well, mean? Let me tell you, he's on what? Matt Zuckery's show, The Resident. And he's playing a complete creeper. Really? Scott Cohen. This is, I, he's been in two episodes so far, maybe three, but I think two. And he is, he's on the resident with Logan, AKA Matt Zucri. And he is playing not a good dude. Not a good. He's dude. such a good actor though. He can pull. He's got off. a little gray. looks a little older. But you know, he, he, in Gia, he played kind of a creepy agent guy. He was really great yeah, at it. He never great. overdoes it. He always just, you know, he just is the guy. Exactly. Because He's so good. You think you like him and then you find out something about him on The Resident. And I'm right. like, oh, and I knew it immediately. They Before he came on screen, they showed a picture uh-huh. of him or something, if I remember. Uh-huh. And I was like, was that Max Medina? Like, was that Max Medina? <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Well, what I meant, and not, I wasn't talking about Scott Cohen's career. I, I was know, talking I know, about I where's Max Medina in the show. Thank you very much. Let's try to stay here. Gilmore Island here or the planet Gilmore. Thank you. I know. Don't even get me started about the fact that um, Emily Gilmore is yes. starting her episodes on Maisel. So we won't oh, even get into that. Really? Okay. Um, well, it's nice to see somebody working, right? I mean, it's like, it's tough getting a job out there. I don't want to say it, but I feel like you came up with the most genius idea. What? Me? I came up Gilmore. with a genius idea. What was that? Yeah. Five minutes ago. What? The Gilmore prequel. I would so watch that. And you know, Maisel's ending in a year. They just announced it's renewed for a fifth season and then it's ending. So someone might have some time on their hands. And I feel like. Oh, I don't think anybody's going to have time on their hands after Maisel. (sighs) No, no, no. A Gilmore prequel. No. Would be amazing. Let's, let's go to Warner brothers and pitch this. Right. Yeah. Who technically. I'm getting in the weeds here, like owns the characters. Is it Warner Brothers yes. or is it the Paladin? I think it's shared. Yeah. It's, it's would shared. you not want to watch that? I think, like, I think it's really Warner Brothers, but they defer to the Paladinos for everything because they, they, you know, they want to keep the relationship, right? Right. They don't want to. Very open, much like sex in the city. Right. They don't want to step on anybody's toes, even though they could, they, they, they won't do it. You know what I mean? I mean, I would watch that in a heartbeat. Warner Brothers is a very classy studio, right? They they really are. And they really do, you know, and I know there was a little tension, you know, season one, season two, all this, but, you know, they, everything got ironed out and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really, really respect those two. They respect those creators and they don't want to. How would wanna... you feel hmm. watching a young Luke? Because think about it, a Gilmore prequel, even though Lorelai didn't live in Stars Hollow then, you could still have the young Luke, the young 
you know, Suki, all the people that grew up in that town. And we could explore that storyline where we're simultaneously, I'm in. I think it's a great idea for the CW, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's a completely different, yeah, sure. Completely different cast. Who would play young Luke? (sighs) Brad Pitt. (laughs) So if Luke was 16, who is a 16 year old kid right now? God, I would have said Milo. But Milo's like old now. So who? I was feeling like Scott Eastwood vibes. No, too old. The kid has to be. But he's a little too old. Yeah. Sixteen-year-old Luke. Yeah, because it's a prequel. So it's them at their teen years. So who is a sixteen-year-old actor? Is that Jacob Lordy? But wait a minute. How old is Luke in the show when we meet him? She's thirty-two. Season one. I'm like thirty-five. So it's not a sixteen-year-old Luke. It's a. It's a 21-year-old Luke. Oh, pardon me. Correct. Pardon yeah. me. You are correct. So 21-year-old. Okay. You are correct. You, you, you know, You're know. you sure is, that he's 35 you know at the at beginning math. of the show? All right. Well. Yeah, because I don't think he's quite 40. Right. Okay. I'm very good at math, as everyone knows, but I blew it on that one. <laughs> Everybody knows you're good so at math. So who do we like as a 21-year-old that would play Luke? Don't know. Who could Jacob it be? Alordi. Who? Jacob Alordi. From, from Euphoria. Oh, wow. Wow. Is he too pretty boy? So maybe just get the whole cast of Euphoria and just put them in this Gilmore prequel? <laughs> <laughs> kind of clean really. up, clean them all up a little bit? I feel like Jacob and <laughs> Lordy is good, but they get need to Get him in a shower? Edge. Yeah, a really hot they shower? They need more, more edge than that guy. I, okay, he's a little bit older. But you know who he, he looks like? Uh, he looks he like did. that actor that was on uh, that Australian actor. He looks like a young version of that is Australian actor. What was his name? Hemsworth? Liam Hemsworth? No, 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 no. The one that was in uh, Troy with Brad Pitt. What's his name? Really good actor. Dark hair. What's his name? Eric Bana. Yeah, Eric Bana. That looked yeah, like Eric Bana's like 100 now. Like, no, he can't he's not 100. He could I be know, a he's break. Like Stop it. He's 50. That's not 100. It's 50. <laughs> and he looks like a Greek old. god. Give me a break. Yeah. Let's ask her Instagram. Wait a minute. We need, we need who, would, who is 20 right now? 21. That, Pardon me, 21. Even if they're 25. Who would be the young Luke if there was a prequel? Boy, that's a good question. It, <laughs> it's not that guy because he looks like a young Eric Dane. I mean, not a young Eric Dane. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. <laughs> I think Eric Bana was the Hulk. Oh, God, we're sidetracked. Let's get back to it. <laughs> we better take a break. <laughs> All right, we're going to... Man, we really, we're not just going to need a towel off. We're just going to need to get buffed. Um, so listen, uh, <laughs> perfumed and all right, we're going to take a little break and whew, take a knee here, folks. And we'll be right back after these words. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, everybody, we're back. Everybody's we're talking about the farmers feeling market? fresh. We're talking. To, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. Oh, the aromatic wafting. It's wonderful. <laughs> we're back on track. Isn't that nice? The farmers market. The scent of cucumber in the air. That's wonderful. Um, so, what are we gonna talk about? The uh, the the open air market. Yeah, I, oh, I thought that was hilarious. Fresh and vegetables. Josie was so freaking pissed, and Troubadour number two was so rad. Oh yeah. Oh my God, David uh, Gruber, De- Allen. Well, how do you say his yeah. name? He's got he's Gruber. He's just known as Gruber. Well, he. I think in this show he's credited as Dave Allen. Right. But obviously we've tracked him down, and he's going to be on with you next. Right. So oh, we're going to yeah, we're going to we're going yeah. oh, yeah. to talk to him because th- that totally. th- that so, young man needs to be you know he needs to answer some questions for God's later sake. Later this week, everyone can hear that episode. But yeah, um, so I think his like kind of nickname or name is Gruber. Yeah. Yeah, but what I mean, what a what a I mean, not that I'm getting sick of the show at all, but what a great new energy to introduce into this Gilmore tapestry. What what a fantastic and performance the he gave. How he flirts with Bebet and his oh Patty my and the goodness, Ruben, yeah. I was like, And he was so guy. great with Taylor, a raging Taylor, right? What I was hysterical. He says, hey, man, you know, I got all the perfect paperwork, you know, man, it's all good. And yeah, you know, my uncle was shot in the butt and everything tips over when he drinks coffee, but he's good. Everything's good. You know, it's like, what? It was the funniest delivery I've ever heard. It was great, right? The town meeting was so legit. Oh, my God. Oh, he was And then Taylor's like, uh, Miss Patty, you take over. And then he goes down and he's like, I'm Taylor. (laughs) She calls on him. Like, bro, you can just do that from up there. The cart kiosk. Cart kiosk. Oh, my God. The double cart kiosk. (laughs) 
It was hysterical. Don't go. He hands he hands her the gavel. And, you know, Lorelai comes in late with perhaps the best line of the whole episode Mm -hmm. was, uh, well, you're late, Miss Messy. And she goes, God, I hope I'm not pregnant. It's so good. It's so good. I just hope I'm not pregnant. I'm literally (laughs) stop repeating yourself and being redundant and stop repeating yourself and being redundant and saying the same thing over and over again. I mean, it was just pure genius. The town meeting. Oh, the town meeting was hilarious. It was hilarious. God almighty. Oh, my God. And I remember we just shot that, and that didn't take long to shoot. That was like a oh, couple really? of hours. I mean, it was, it, it was, I think it was an evening shoot, as I recall, obviously, because you have to go outdoors. But it, it really, I think it started late afternoon. It, was, it wasn't like an all-day, all-night thing. Right. You know, it was just short and sweet. Um, I thought Kirk was hitting hitting his stride in this one too. I was like, yeah. You go seven equals. Oh uh, yeah. Seven equals and then his and then his line. How's that taste? He goes, perfection. <laughs> <laughs> what was Joking he wanting to it. steal the equal? Yeah, it. take them all. He wants the equal. <laughs> he wants the equal. He's an equal thief. The other thing, and I know we'll do this in best lines, but I wrote this down. I four fourths don't care. But right. why did she say that? Was it tied with the coffee? What, why did she say that? Because Kirk said, I like, I want uh, three quarter caffeinated, one quarter decaf. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, I four fourths don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't catch that, but it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It was like, brilliant. What is our job? We're just being paid to watch the most freaking awesome show on tv it was really a good episode it was really funny i mean so and then the ending you know was so touching the reenactors show up and then of yeah. course lorelei is there with him and then they walk back and it's the whole town is there and they're you know everyone brought food and it's just like wow mm-hmm. yeah. yeah now now you know why she she moved there with the uh, baby rory that she 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 made a really good decision because you those people are top quality. You are so right. I just had another Oprah aha moment. Go ahead. Where the Gilmores live is fancy and everyone is rich and they have their mansions. And I think she even says a line in this like Bentleys are for people that can't afford Rolls Royces. But those people judge each other all the time Uh and they're always trying to do better and one up and blah, blah, blah. In Stars Hollow, like these people are just in it for each other. Oh, you need something? I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a real town. I would would love to live there. Yeah, it's a real town. You need a cup of sugar? There's 45 neighbors that have sugar for you. Yeah. Knock on a door. Hi, Marge. How you doing? Come on in. We're baking blueberry pie. You want to be? Oh, I hope I'm not interrupting. Oh, come on in. You know, totally. You know, and it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Totally. It's I, the best. I know. I know. I mean, that's that's an aspirational town. That's a fantasy town. That's. Uh, but there are places. There's a lot of places like that that exist. There, oh, there, there the are. Only, the only. There's two other notes I have. Michelle. When Luke needs the nine rooms mm-hmm. and he's all French fry convention, mm-hmm. soda pop seminar. It just didn't miss a beat, did it? This episode, Every, everybody's uh, talents were showcased. I mean, it was just, it was just a remarkable episode. And I just think 
you know, I, I don't know how Lauren Graham didn't become a movie star. I, I don't get it. You know, she is bringing to bear, you know, looks, charms, skills up the wazoo. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I know she yeah. did a couple of films and she, I think she did an Evan Almighty in a big film and it didn't make a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, Santa. But, and like, look, she did Parenthood. She had another series that was right. massive. Parenthood was brilliant. And she's. She, it was much more dramatic, but she still brings the funny. In. But like, I don't know why. Some, I mean, they, you know, if you've got those kind of comedy skills and those kind of dramatic skills, why, why didn't the studio make her a star? Right. Like, why doesn't I mean, she they do have it with other girls, same... right? That don't right, like, have it... as much to offer. So why didn't, why didn't that happen for Lauren? Or Graham? you would think that she would at least be like Sandra Bullock or, oh, sure. or Melissa McCarthy. Like, sure. But she works all the time. I mean. You know, she's on no, she's Mighty not, Ducks, she's, but it's not the right. same as Melissa. Right? No, it's like, how does that woman not have a comedy film career, a big one? Right? I mean, you can see right, her in all I these great about, films. Have you seen The Proposal with Sandra Bullock? So, to me, <sighs> no. that could have been Lauren. I mean, I love Sandra Bullock. She's like my queen, but right. that could have been that could have been Lauren Graham. Easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. You could have, you just stick her into any of those roles and she's going to kill it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, it's not taking anything away from anybody, you know, especially somebody who's gifted as Sandra Bullock. But, you know, the, the vibe with Sandra Bullock is when she was up and coming, the town knew it. Mm-hmm. You knew that Sandra Bullock was going to be a star because everybody was behind her. Mm-hmm. And that's all you heard was Sandra Bullock, Sandy Bullock, Sandy Bullock. She's the next big thing. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, why why didn't some studio sign her to a, a multi-picture deal and say rock and roll with these comedy scripts with these great writers? And I mean, she could have made those studios a bundle. I just don't yeah, understand I mean, it. I'm obsessed maybe I don't understand the business as so. much as I think I do, but uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's I, I don't know. It's so interesting because Gilmore Girls is such an interesting case study. Like college mm-hmm. classes will talk about it because it has been so big mm-hmm. on television for 20 years because mm-hmm. it has its second life and its third life have been bigger than its first life. Right. And that doesn't happen that often. No, because you've got people like Lauren Graham at the center of it. And it's like, okay, I, I don't want to get people to take this wrong. Cause I don't want to get the emails. L- Melissa McCarthy <laughs> completely deserved everything she's, she's totally. getting because of her skill set, because of her dedication to her craft. I mean, she she's uh, she writes her own characters, she writes her own screenplays. She's she's brilliant at crafting characters and creating original characters. I mean, that's a skill that she probably always had, but she, you know, she was in the Growlings for years and the, yeah, and, the, and it was yeah, yeah, intensified yeah. training and it was just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And everybody, but you know, why not Lauren Graham? I don't get it. It's really interesting. Explain this to me. As you're talking, maybe she loves doing TV because she's, I don't know, as you're no, talking about it. everybody wants a film career. She's been in a lot of movies, but as you're everybody talking about it, I wants think to be about a film star two other, that's in this three business. other standouts. And Matt Zucri has an amazing career too. Milo is a huge, huge star. Right, but not in film. Correct. Jared Padalecki. But not a, in film. I know, this is like my point. And Alexis is in Handmaid's Tale and she is freaking brilliant in Handmaid's Tale. Like her, it is not Rory at all. Right. And it is all, these people have huge careers, but they all did stay in television 
Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> gotta, gotta slide that one in there. But she, she, had, she was in some good films. She was in Sin City. She was in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. She was in, she was in some good, good films. She yeah, was some good people. But in Lauren Graham's case, I mean, why didn't uh, Judd Apatow throw her in with with his uh, uh, clan of of talented comedic actors? I mean, she's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. I don't know. I and make, I don't get. I, I make, just don't I get it. Podcasts. <laughs> I mean, how do you watch an episode? You just you, right. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm laying too much down on your plate. No, I is she too so, tall? So, I don't know. I too tall? No, up. she's I like five tall. seven, five eight, maybe. Oh, five, I thought nine. she's like five ten. Five ten? No, I, I no, not five ten. But she's yeah, she's tall. She's five eight, five nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Look, that's the. But so what? I no, I don't. I was. Trying I mean, to isn't Kate Blanchett like six feet answer. tall? Is she, I'm I, just trying to make up. I just cannot imagine. Look, if I'm a director and I've got a deal at a studio and I've you know I've got hits under my belt and I'm and my wife says you've got to see this show, this Gilmore Girls, and I watch this Gilmore Girls show. Like I saw this episode, I want that girl in my film. I'm saying I'm bringing her in. I I, I guess I don't understand. The well, I get blurred too television. because I love I I'm still I love Lorelai. Mm-hmm. So of course I love Lauren, and I have seen Lauren Graham do some interviews with like talk show hosts, and she's a funny person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, someday we may have to ask her that question. Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm seeing if I missed anything else. The only other thing that kind of disturbed me uh-huh. was uh, when Luke was obviously dealing with the funeral and mm-hmm. Lorelai's running the diner. I had concerns and everybody could kind of tell me about this. I felt that there was an unrefrigerated bottle of ranch sitting out behind what? her. What? Yeah. Maybe Where? everybody take a close look at the register. That can ranch be left out all day? Um, as long as it's not opened at the grocery store, it's not okay. In you're talking about right. the, you're t- obviously talking about the diner, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a fair that that's a fair answer. So it was there. She opens it when people want ranch, and then it goes into the fridge. Everybody, take a close look. It's when she's at the register, probably when she's ordering the BLT. And I saw this. I was like, was that a bottle of ranch? It's the details. It's the details that keep us up at night. <laughs> we don't sleep, people. I, don't, we, we I was not, like, oh, do I don't want sleep. any food poisoning coming from Luke's diner. Cancel the day spa. We got to watch it again. We got to watch it again. We got to unearth more details. No day Can spa. Can I just talk about the fashion? Do we need to take a break? I think we better take a break. Because, man, I'll tell you something. <sighs> I need to eat another pound of chocolate to get my energy up. My God. First of all, yeah, I shoved a sugar cookie in my mouth before this episode, <laughs> which is probably super obvious because I think I'm very spazzy. Today. <laughs> I, ate, I ate some Valentine's chocolate. My wife got me this, this wonderful. Oh, it's just so good. It's like, what is it? What can you, you know? Wal- like- it's like walnuts and chocolate. Yeah. Seeds just- or Godiva or. No, no, it's more, you know, but it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I mean, it's so, I mean, we have that stuff. Of course we do, but uh, man. Uh, yeah, no, let's take a break. And when we come back, Amy wants to get into some fashion. I'm going to sort of sit that out, of course, and have another couple of five or six chocolate squares. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, everybody, we're back. I am reinvigorated. I have just eaten a boatload of chocolate squares. I'm very happy. Riley, Danielle, do you guys love the fashion as much as I do on this show? Or am I the one that really, like, because I, I think I just, the way Lorelai dresses for me is just amazing. Yeah, she looked great in this episode. Mm -hmm. The, 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 Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I thought no, I was, I know I thought what I was you're gonna sitting say. out. I'm going to sit out. Sorry. You were going to say the floral coat at the funeral. What she looked think? great. She looked great in every scene. I agree. Wait, Danielle, Riley, do you guys, you know, it's not what stands out to you? Uh, no. <gasps> not really. No, I, I think I like lines better. Oh my God. And lines. I'm like mm -hmm. a magnet to lines. Love For the me, lines. And clown pillow. I 
I become obsessed with the fashion. And I remember when it was on the first run of really shopping and trying to dress the way Lorelai dressed. And I noticed it in this episode because she wears low, low waist jeans, Mm -hmm. really low rise, which are coming back. And she had those low waist jeans. And I think there was a belt. She just, the fashion to me, it's one, it's super, it's one of my favorite parts. I love the coat, the floral coat at the funeral. I did like seeing Luke in a tux. That, it wasn't. It wasn't a tux. That's a suit. Or a suit. A suit. Yeah. Whatever. Same it thing. wasn't going to the dress up. Oh, tuxedo. <laughs> Showed up a funeral with a tuxedo oh on top. Oh my god! Hand. You guys know what? <laughs> Getting I mean. out of a carriage with a cane. Oh my god. So okay, and I'm then there here. was another. She wore. I think it was a town meeting. I could be wrong, but she was wearing bright red pants, and then she had sort of what I would call like a button-down denim shirt, but it was red, white, and blue. I mean, I don't really notice the fashion of the other people, but for me, it's like what she is wearing is, is it's like, it's like sex in the city to me. I want to pay attention to what Lorelai is wearing in every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently not with these people, but. <laughs> I do appreciate a good Lorelai outfit. I will say that. she. I, lo- I love all her, usually her shirts are always something funny. Like mm-hmm. she had like a. sequence cat on one you know like it's always like fun and different and right i have googled if anybody listening knows i am so desperately searching for the pink turtleneck sweater with the dog i mean i probably spent two hours on the internet to see if i could find (laughs) it on ebay or poshmark or like anywhere that it it was a bright pink turtleneck sweater with the dog but why do you find the picture but but why do you what did you consider the the wardrobe on her uh this episode different from other episodes no, I, uh, I love her clothes. No, I love I mean, her she, clothes. She looked very episode. chic throughout this entire episode, chic. no matter what she was wearing. Perfect word. She looked yeah. chic. Yes, you are correct. Less kind of young. Right. Sometimes she wears the feet, right? Yoga right. socks or the cat. Or it was the, more age appropriate, but it was chic. sleek. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very nice. That's, a, that's very correct. Very chic. Yeah. But pink turtleneck sweater. <laughs> We're going to get that information to you straight away. Um, all right. You want to get into uh, favorite lines? Yeah. Before we do that, do you feel any better about your performance? No, nope. no, oh, no, no. I don't want to talk about it. No, <laughs> no. See, I listen. I just did not like the casket scene very mm. much. I, I just, when you were trying to squish the stuff in? Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like what I did in that scene at all. You know, I'm 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 just too critical. And I now I you know, I can look back and I can be objective about it. I mean, and I just really wish I could go back in the time machine and redo <laughs> that episode, do redo that scene. Oh wow. You know, I don't know that I wasn't my best. So it, it made me sad, but you know, oh. this is okay. Here's another Testament to, to Lauren Graham. It's like, it's really difficult for your best work to end up in the final cut. There's mm-hmm. every, cause I don't know that I have that many takes in me anyway, cause I'm always really prepared right off the bat and out mm-hmm. of the gate, it, you know, I'll get it in two or I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll get it in two, and I always get it in the first two, but it doesn't get better for me after that. And okay. that's just how I am as an actor. Some people, their first five are a rehearsal, 
right? Mm-hmm. And then they just keep getting better and better and better and better. No, I'm ready to go out of the gate. As soon as that gate opens, I'm like, that's going to be my your best performance. Um, so I would just like to go back and do it. But the thing is, my point is. You is, think they used a later take? Oh, I'm not going to get into that. I mean, they, you know, there's so many. You don't know. You there's so many different parts of a scene that have to work together that it's not, you know, they probably do consider your best work and we can't use it for this reason or that reason. Cause it doesn't match this or something. You can see a mic or whatever that happens, mm-hmm. but it just seems like her work is always top notch because mm-hmm. it's so consistent throughout every episode that I've seen so far. And I've seen almost 40 of them now. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and, and it's yeah. like, I'm not seeing any flaws. I'm not seeing any, you know, glaring mistakes or timing issues or anything like that. I mean, everything is just so easy and spot on and nuanced and the whole thing, especially in this episode, the humor was just so underplayed. It was just fantastic. Um, but to get it to that level, imagine what didn't make the cut because of, you know, screw ups or whatever, or somebody dropped something in the background. Oh, we got a sorry cut, but that that was a great take, Lauren. You know, somebody dropped a cocaine in the back. We got to go right, again. Right, right. You know, it's, you know, but it's like, even her mediocre stuff is fantastic because that's right. usually what ends up uh, in the episode. Right. Because so many all, things have to so, be done right. Right. And that's the, you, that's the amazing part about it. Really quick note that I want to let you know, mm-hmm. because I read every Instagram comment we get mm-hmm. and people, the People listening want to hear you talk about acting. They oh, they love do. It. Okay, yeah. So I want you to know because you know the majority of people want to hear exactly what you just told. Oh, us. okay, good. Yeah. And as a human myself, that was totally. I find that so interesting. Right. So yeah, keep them coming as you remember stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we like it. But it's just, I mean, I just want to compliment her more because you know she didn't get the accolade she deserved. She didn't get a film career out of it, really. And uh, her work should be recognized. Great work well, should also, be recognized because it's really hard with that kind of a schedule, with 80 pages to do, with all that dialogue, to be great in every moment of every scene. And she is. And it's a remarkable achievement. And, and I want people nothing, to understand how hard that is to do. Well, and it's interesting to me, and it, it, it made me feel a little bad, but I am interested to hear that that wasn't your favorite scene and you didn't love your performance. As much as it makes you sort of cringe to talk about it, it's like, that's interesting. It was bad. It was just, it was just it bad. It was bad acting. It was just it really bad. But that's so, it it was not connected. It was over the top. Wow. You know, I'm flapping my hands around and my arms around like some kind of spaz. I, I just, I did not like that uh, scene with the casket. It, it's and, interesting and, to hear that. It's just, I, don't, I just, you know, I, and if other people noticed, maybe they awful appreciate you saying it. Or someone like me was like, I enjoyed that scene no. and didn't even notice. no. Um, look, I'm a tough critic, you know, I know what good acting is and bad acting is, and that was not good. That was not good. Um, so I threw a flag. I kicked myself out of the game. Sorry. Go to the locker room. You know, sorry. I just, I just was really, I was kind of done. I got up and walked away after that scene. (laughs) I had to go get a chocolate square after that one. Yeah, it takes you out. But as an actor, as like a... Regular, just viewer. I mean, I was just like, give me more. Sorry, man. I mean, it's like, it's like that scene, the, my acting in that scene was, was 
the opposite of Shakespeare's advice to his players. Okay. If you want to go back and if you want to go into Hamlet and, and, and read what shakes, what Hamlet is saying to the players about acting. And that's really Shakespeare telling people what great acting is and what right. not to do. Yeah. I did all, I, the, I did all the things you're not supposed to do. This is Walter Cronkite with a special report. Word comes from across the pond that American actor Scott Patterson has broken in to the basement of the Royal Shakespeare Company. Three bottles of wine, incoherence, salivating. We take you there now to London, England. Speak the speech, I pray you, as I pronounced it to you trippingly on the tongue. But if you mouth it as many of your players do, I had us leave the town crier, spoke my lines. Nor do not saw the air too much with your hand thus, but use all gently. For in the very torrent, tempest, and as I may say, the whirlwind of passion, you must acquire and beget a temperance that may give it smoothness. Oh, it offends me to the soul to hear a robustious periwig-painted fellow tear a passion to tatters to very rags, to split the ears of the groundlings who for the most part are capable of Nothing but inexplicable dumb shows and noise. I have such a fellow whip for overdoing termigate it out. Herod's herd, pray you avoid it. Be not too tame, neither, but let your own discretion be your tutor. Suit the action to the word, the word to the action, with a special observance, that you overstep not the modesty of nature. For anything so overdone is from the purpose of playing, whose end both at first and now was and is to hold as twere a mirror up to nature, to show virtue her own feature, scorn her own image, and the very age and body of the time is form and pressure. Neither so overdone, or come tardy off, though it make the unskillful laugh, cannot but make the judicious grieve, the censure of which one must, in your allowance, overweigh a whole theatre of others. Oh, there be players that I have seen play and heard others praise, and that highly, not to speak it profanely, but neither having the accent of Christians, nor the gait of Christian, pagan, nor man, have so strutted and bellowed that I have thought some of nature's journeymen had made men and not made them well. They imitated humanity so abominably. I hope we have reformed that indifferently with us, sir. Oh, reform it altogether. And let those that play your clowns speak no more than is set down for them. For there be of them that will themselves laugh to set on some quantity of barren spectators to laugh too. Though in the meantime, some necessary question for the play be then to be considered. That's villainous and shows a most pitiful ambition in the fool that uses it. Go, make you ready. British authorities caught up to Patterson as he was roasting marshmallows on the main stage at RSC. He'd built a bonfire, was naked, playing a stolen Rafe Fiennes guitar and singing songs. Chief Constable Smithereen from the first district is quoted as saying, he's not a bad bloke at all. In fact, he had extra marshmallows for me and my mates. I could have done without the singing. It was rubbish. Patterson was booked into Scotland Yard on charges of using a bad British accent while being American and doing Shakespeare. And that's the way it is. This is Walter Cronkite from New York. Good night. thinking about Taylor Dosey saying, is that the long-haired freak that wanted to be the town troubadour? <laughs> By the way, 
Didn't you love Taylor sitting at the table playing with his hair like yes, like he's lost I his did. mind? He was so, because he was so yeah. stressed yes. about that. Yes. I call it a farmer's market. You all call it uh, over there market. I'm like, uh, but I just love when he's like, beautiful sprouts for the beautiful lady. Anyway, what's your favorite lines? Uh, D- Riley, what's your favorite line? Um, I love when they're in the town meeting and Miss Patty goes, the squash is beautiful. And Babette goes, sexy, it's sexy squash. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good imitation. That was really good. You nailed that one. Uh, Danielle. So mine was when Emily and Lorelai were going back and forth about you. And Lorelai goes... He feeds me. And it was so relatable. Like, yes, he feeds you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy? I mean, I think I've given all mine 50 different times, but every line she said about the food, which Riley already yeah. gave. I, but I'd say my top was, I force force don't care. I uh, force force I, don't <laughs> care. Right, right. To Kirk. I force force don't care. Um, my favorite line, I think I've stated it. It's, uh, when Lorelai comes in late to the town meeting and says, gosh, I hope I'm not pregnant. I just hope I'm not pregnant. What did you say? <laughs> I thought, I mean, that was good. I spit, I spit a chocolate square out of my mouth when she's on it. I, <laughs> I know we say it every time repeating ourselves and being redundant, repeating ourselves and being redundant, but that's why you can watch these shows seven times, these episodes seven times because you catch a new line. every. Uh, time. But I'll stop repeating myself and being redundant and saying the same thing over and over again. And then repeating myself. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> God almighty. I could talk about this episode forever, but I think let's wrap it up. Kids. Anything else? Huh? Next week, back in the saddle again. <laughs> Oh, so that's 20. Is that episode? What number episode is that? Is that 20? I don't know. What episode is it? God, 18. Gosh. We're flying through this season. We're almost so, through it. We might have to start looking for jobs soon. Jesus, we just started this <laughs> podcast. We just started this. And we're already like blowing through season two. Wow, it flies, doesn't it? Man, oh man. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up. Uh, what is this episode? Let me Hang on. Let me do this again. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up episode 17, Dead Uncles and Vegetables, which originally aired April 16th, 2002, 20, almost 20 years ago. Um, Wow. Thanks for downloading. Best fans on the planet. Can't believe we're talking about this show. It's 2022, and the show is bigger than ever. Unbelievable. That's a testament to the fans. Love you guys. Stay safe, everyone. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee.
Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.